Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hey, everybody. It's Dave Robles here from Think Real Estate in LA. I am sitting in for the Jesse Zagorski, big shoes to fill, uh, but I'll give it my best shot. Uh, we miss Jesse today. I hope he's out uh, enjoying whatever he's doing. And uh, I'm coming to you from Los Angeles, and I'm here to share with you a story of how I became a geographic farmer and dominated my farm. And it's just a little backstory. I've, I've had to recreate myself a few times in this business um, prior to geo farming. I was an REO agent and I sold 110 houses a year in LA uh, as an REO agent for several years. And uh, that quickly dried up in like 2012. And in 2013, January 1st, I woke up with no listings and no escrows and looking at a pretty dismal year. And I let go of my assistant. So January 2013 was a brutal year. It was starting off brutal. And I decided walking my dog that I loved my neighborhood. And I asked myself, why don't I sell any houses in my neighborhood? I love it. So I decided that I was going to be the number one agent in my neighborhood. That was my mantra. And I started out doing a major um, postcard campaign, right? Really good looking postcards. I've always loved marketing. Um, and we did like six of them in a year. And I was trying to tackle a giant geographic farm, not 4,400 houses. Okay. And after a year of geographic farming and 16 postcards, 20 something thousand dollars spent at zero, not one lead, not one uh, complaint, not even a take me off your list. Right. So my wife and I thought, okay, this is not working. Uh, but what will? And then I thought to myself, someone once told me, if you want better answers, ask yourself a better question. And the question I decided to ask myself is, well, what is the best lead? Is the best lead uh, an internet lead? Or is it an open house lead? Or is it like a referral from a friend or a past client? Well, the, the answer is obvious that a, a great lead is a referral from a friend or a past client. So then I decided, instead of how do I become the number one agent in my farm, my new question was, how do I turn the people in my farm into my friends? How do I make them part of my SOI, sphere of influence? And even more importantly, how do I become part of their sphere of influence? So what I'm going to share with you today is the steps that I took to do that, to get me to where I am today, which is the number one agent, in my zip code, um, and how my far, my team, I have a team of 20 agents now, Think Real Estate, and it is a team of geographic farmers. And every agent on my team has a 2,000 house farm, and they are following what I did to dominate my, my farm. So I'm going to go ahead and share... Um, a presentation and I'll, uh, let's see, is this it? And that's not it. Okay, hold on. Um, it's this one. 
Okay. So let me get down here to the beginning. Let's just preview it. Um, shrink this. And we'll play slideshow. Okay. So uh, what you're looking at here, and if you're listening, you're looking at a map of my geographic farm, and it's 4,000 houses, and there's a blue line down the middle, and I live in the red dot in this very center of my farm. There are 4,400 houses in this neighborhood, and there's only a 2% turnover rate. Every year, we have about 88 sales. Not a lot of sales. Average price point today is about a million six, so the dollar volume's good. But the, uh, but the amount of sales, 2% turnover rate, is not uncommon in LA, by the way. The days of 5 6% turnover rates don't exist. The only place you'll get 10% is in a condo complex. Um, but I lived in the middle of this farm. I was sending out postcards to the entire post, uh, zip code of 4,400. But with my new approach of making friends with everybody, I realized I can't make 4,400 friends. I shrank it down to the area at the bottom half of my geographic farm, which is a flat area, nice and grid, because I figured I could door knock that. I didn't want to door knock up in the hills, okay? So the first thing I did is I had a yard sale event. Now the yard sale event is where I invited all 2,200 people, because I shrank down my farm, to have a yard sale on a certain day. 52 people participated. I put out 100 directional signs. I had these little uh, yard sale kits to help people have a successful yard sale. Um, and I delivered those the week before. We had an awesome event. I was immediately pretty well known in my farm. So this kicked it off. And this is in 2014. Because 2013, remember, zero. Okay. Then I decided, book tribes. I'm going to go door to door and meet the people. Um, and I would drop off 50 door hangers on a street on Thursday. And the door hanger would say, I'm coming by next week on Tuesday to pick up books that you want to donate to the library. I would not door knock those 50. I just dropped off the door hangers and left. The next Tuesday, I went on back to those 50 houses, knocked on those doors and to find out if they had any books they wanted to donate. The important part, though, because, you know, I, I love libraries, but I'm not here to just, you know, solicit for libraries, was the script. And the script was very simply, um, the market's doing, uh, while I'm here, I want you to know the market's still doing very well. In fact, you would be shocked at what a buyer would offer you for your home. And that usually prompted a conversation. And that's our job. Our job is to have conversations with homeowners about the value of their home. So this this um, book drive was just a way to, to do that. Um, so I started doing book drives in my farm. This is how I got my first listing in my farm uh, in the summer of 2014. I just checked this morning and that listing closed September 23rd of 2014. That is literally tomorrow would be uh, eight years. Okay. So the other thing that I do is I door knock um, market updates. And these I do quarterly or sometimes monthly, uh, but they are just a one page. This is what's going on in the market. And again, out to the doors, um, knocking, knock, knock, knock. Hi, Dave, real think real estate. Um, are you aware that prices rose 8% in the past year? Whatever statistic you want to go with, having conversations with people at, at the door. 
just to give you an idea, when I am door knocking these market updates, and this is a full page and it has like about six or seven stats on it, um, I talk to about, I knock on 30 doors an hour. It's really important to know your, uh, your, your cadence. So 30 doors an hour, I talk to 20% of the people are home. That's six conversations. Usually if I have six conversations, two people will tell me to get lost. Two people will be indifferent. And two people I have a decent conversation with and, you know, hopefully get a lead. So that's kind of the way it goes. Okay. The next thing I started was, and this was in the pandemic, was a shredding event. And shredding events are when I hire a truck to come, shredding truck, and we invite all the neighbors to come and bring their old checkbooks and statements and, and have their items shred. Now, this is a really great event. First time we did it, I had 75 people call me and want to participate. Now, I register them. I get all their contact information. So that's 75 email, phone number, home addresses in my database. The first guy who walks up, puts down his shredding, hands me an old brochure from like 1984 and says, hey, I want to sell this house. Boom. Okay. So that was, this is a killer event. We do this twice a year. My next one is October 1st. Um, so in my team, they do it twice a year in their farm too. It costs about 150 bucks to an hour to rent the truck plus the cost of a mailer. Okay. I uh, donated 3,000 of signs, neighborhood watch signs to my farm. Okay. This was a really big endeavor. It ended up costing about seven or $8,000. The signs were not cheap and they had to be assembled. So I threw a party at my house. I invited all the neighbors to come and help assemble these signs. Um, and they were a huge success. So these are small little neighborhood watch signs that kind of look like um, uh, ADP signs that go in the front yard of houses. Okay. We believe in, remember what the goal was. Okay. How do I make the people in my farm my friend? Now, we give out during the holidays, holiday bread. This is pumpkin bread that we make right in our home. Okay. Started out where we did like 20 or 30 loaves. Last year, my wife baked 800 loaves of pumpkin bread, swear to God. Um, and uh, I gave out about 300 of them. The team gave out the other 500. And we literally go in December and we just drop off this gift to the people that we know in our geographic farm. Because right now I have about 300 people in my geo farm that are, I consider my sphere. Okay. So they get this gift every single year. It's become something they look forward to. Cost per, per, per loaf, by the way, is about $1.50, okay? So you talk, you see agents who get pies from Costco at like $10 a pie, okay? That's great. If that's working for you, do it. My approach is way more intimate, way more personal. Remember, I'm trying to make them my friend and, and giving someone a baked good from your home is pretty darn neighborly, okay? But there's even something more intimate than that. We had chickens for a while and I'm in LA, you know, in this little suburb of Los Angeles. No one has chickens in LA, except we did when our kids were younger and they were, they were fun. We had about six chickens and you get a few eggs every day. Uh, at one point we had too many eggs. So I thought, okay, I'm going to give them to a neighbor. So I go knock on her door, knock, knock, knock. Yes. She was thinking about selling her home. I said, Hey, our chickens gave us more eggs than we need. Thought you might like some, some eggs. And they, she freaked out. She absolutely freaked out. And uh, I realized at that moment, I need to get more chickens. Uh, so 
I did. We got more chickens and I would stop by randomly because a random act of kindness goes an awful long way. And I would stop off randomly and uh, to a neighbor and say, hey, our, our chickens gave us more eggs than we need. Thought you might like some eggs. People love this. The moral of the story, get chickens. No, be intimate. Be intimate with your, uh, with your sphere. Don't, don't be afraid to be super neighborly with them. Remember the goal. How do you make them your friend? Okay. I do a lot of Facebook, YouTube videos. Um, we do that. We send it into the farm. These are my updates. These are interviewing the city council uh, members. These are walking tours of the neighborhood. I sponsor the national night out and I give out the free ice cream. Everything I do, though, is lead generating. For example, even the free ice cream I give out, I can very easily just have the ice cream guy put up a tent and people can come and get free ice cream. No problem. But what I do is I make them come to me so I can give them a ticket and then the ticket they redeem for the ice cream. There is no reason for them to have a ticket except I want to have a little conversation with them. That's it. And you have to be thinking about that with everything that you do. Some people do those shredding events and they just tell everybody to come. Well, guess what? You're going to end up not talking to anybody if you do that. You have to have people register and come to you as a point of contact so you can have one-on-one -on -one time with them. That's inc incredibly important no matter what you're doing. Okay. Um, online marketing campaigns. This is an online marketing campaign. Um, when I do postcards, that's an example of a postcard. Who pays the most for homes in Glendale? Okay. I'm in Glendale, California. And this is a postcard that... Um, also have a QR code on the back, okay? That video had 4,000 views, total watch time of 74 hours, okay? 81% average percent views, right? People saw 81% of the video. Um, these were in-stream ads and they were on, the, on this postcard. But this, if you're not um, taking advantage of in-stream ads on YouTube, or if you are doing mailers, throwing QR codes and doing mailers that are not just sold, just listed mailers are provoking a, a, a thought and, and uh, completely different than what your, your other people are doing. This was one that I did called the one question and ask a potential agent. Um, this had this one thousands of views as well. And basically it's a postcard. And if you're thinking about hiring an agent you get a postcard that says, what's the one question you should ask an agent, you're going to go listen to it. You're going to go watch that video. Um, so it does very well. Um, let's see get the most out of your home sale we did webinars webinars um, the last one we did was January 20th I got a listing out of that one and these are marketed to our geo farm we had 6400 people view the commercial for it 91% um, average view uh, percentage rate we had 17 people come to the webinar got one listing for $2 million um I have a golf cart. Now, I live in L.A. We're not even near a golf course, but I have a golf cart. It's a street legal car, um, and I cruise around my neighborhood in it. It is extremely eye-catching. It, um, it has my logo on it. Nobody sees golf carts in my neighborhood. So I'm driving down the road one day, and someone waves me down, and I pull over, and he says, hey, what's Think Real Estate? That's my company. He says, um, well, I see your, your, your car and I see your signs. I see your videos. Can you tell me how much my house is worth? He literally waved me down for a listing appointment. Okay. So again, this is being unique, being different.
A big time broker once told me the most important thing a realtor needs to be is memorable. Be memorable. Everybody knows a, a handful of realtors, at least. Okay. If you're not memorable, if you're not the, the crest, if they don't come up to your, if you're not top of mind, you're, you're the first loser. So be memorable. Okay. I decided to give back on a bigger level and I started a scholarship in my neighborhood. This is the Think Ross Point High School College Scholarship. It goes to a high school senior, okay? And it's a $1,000 scholarship. It's not even a lot of money. Honestly, it costs more to send the mailer out than the scholarship. So I sent out this mailer for the scholarship. This was our, we did it in 2019, was our first year. So we've done it every year since. First one I sent out, about six months later, I get a phone call from a woman who wants to list her house. And it's up in the hills and I never get listings up there. So I go and I meet with them and we're sitting at the kitchen table, uh, husband, wife and me, and in walks their daughter. And she says, hi, my name is Susie. And she says, I, I um, applied for your scholarship, but I did not win. Right. And I immediately started blushing and I'm feeling, oh, my God. Uh, and I felt really terrible. And I said, I'm sorry. There were a lot of really good applicants. And the father stops me and he says, Dave, don't worry about it. He says, she got plenty of money from other sources. But when we got your postcard that you were doing a scholarship for, for kids in our neighborhood, we thought this is the guy we're, we're, we're going to list our house with. That was a $2.7 million uh, listing that I got from a scholarship because of the impact that providing, giving back a scholarship was to, to the people in the community. I'm going much larger with this now. This um, 2000 uh, next year is going to be for a $5,000 scholarship and it's going to go out to the whole city. So I'm doubling down on this in a big way. Okay, so my team, they're geographic farmers and we want to ramp it up as quickly as possible with them. So here's what we're doing. They start off by shooting a video about a street. Curious what buyers love about Cedar Street. This is a postcard if you're not watching. That is just me with the QR code. It's a video postcard where people can scan the QR code and watch this video of uh, me telling you what people love about Cedar Street. Okay? We then turn that into a postcard. We mail it to the residents on Cedar Street. Because honestly, who's more interested in a video about Cedar Street than the owners of houses on Cedar Street? Pretty much nobody, maybe buyers. Okay, so we mail it to them. The next week, we, the agents, do a book drive on Cedar Street, okay? So they're, they're now becoming more top of mind. They do the book drive on Cedar Street. They drop off the, uh, the door hangers. They door knock the following week. The week after that, the agents go back and they door knock that market update with the six stats. And it's a full page of, of you know, market statistics. And then the week after that, we send another postcard. Curious about the new value of your Cedar Street home? Again, hyper-local, sent only to the people on Cedar Street. The intention here is four weeks of intense geo-farming to just one street so that the agent can get super well-known in that street. Okay, let's talk about results. In uh, last year, I sold 26 units uh, from my geo-farming. Two of them were double-sided, so that's 28 sides, Okay. My GCI from the geo farming, this is not other, other avenues, just my geo farm, $866,000, okay? 20 of those units were inside the farm. 
628,000. This is the dirty little secret that people don't understand about geo farming. It's not about the houses. It is about the relationships that you create with those people. So 20 of the units were inside my farm, but the other, what, six units were not. And they were referrals. They were people calling me up and saying, hey, Dave, we kind of know you from the neighborhood, but my mom lives in Pasadena. Could you help her sell her condo? Hey, I have a buyer that's looking to buy a house in Glendale, a friend of mine. Can you help them? I made two, I made $237,000 in sales and commission from referrals from people inside the farm. Because remember what the original goal was. The best lead is a referral from a past client or a friend. So my efforts were, how do I turn the people that live in these 2,200 homes into my friend? And when you have friends, you have referrals. And so that's the, the, the little dirty secret about geographic farming. Last year, I spent $26,000 on my geo farming. That included buying the car, by the way. So that was nine grand for an ROI of 3,318% ROI on, my, on the money spent on my geo farming last year. Okay, this year, and these stats are about a month old, I closed nine sales. I think we closed two more, so we're at 11 sales. Um, we're, that was at 375,000 with another 250 uh, listed. I think we're now at closed about 450 uh, with another 250 coming from listings that are going live in October. So we're probably gonna end up like around 700, $750,000 from my geographic farm uh, this year as well. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and kill that. Um, and we have a few minutes for questions, but that is how I turned my geographic farm into my sphere and how I dominate that 2200 farm. Um, and again, it's not about going big, it's about going super deep, going granular with less people, okay? I think the mistake agents make when they start out uh, a geo farm is they start too big, okay? Uh, and I, I suggest starting smaller and growing bigger. Any questions from anybody about my efforts in geo farming? Anybody doing any geo farming? I highly recommend it. It does not have to be your only source. Geo farming is not a full-time job, okay? This is part-time business here that can make you $800,000 a year if you approach it properly. And my, my SOIG, my ROI, too many acronyms, incredibly high at 3,000%. Um, let's see. Uh, gated community, how do you door to door? Good question, not easy. I highly recommend postcards that have videos, uh, links to them. But I think in, 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 if you don't live in that community, pretty hard. Um, I had an agent on my team change geo farms because of him being in a gated community. Um, let's see, any others in the chat? Um, okay, cool. And I would say, um, it, should you live in your farm? Should you worry about the turnover rate in your farm? Had I worried about the turnover rate in my farm, I probably wouldn't have began. Okay, if I had looked ahead of time and saw that it was a 2% turnover rate, 
And I would have done the numbers and I thought, oh, this is a pain in the ass for 2% turnover rate. Um, but I'm so glad that I did because it's not about the number of houses that sell. It's about the relationships that you build with people. And if you, if you take your focus off the actual houses and make the focus on relationships with people, then it's, it's no different than like even being in a BNI group. You know, it's, it's about developing relationships. This is a relationship business. I don't care what, what kind of real estate you're selling. It's, it's all about relationships and how do you foster them? And they can start from anywhere. Uh, you know, you can meet a good client with any relationship, your kids, soccer, the parents of your kids, soccer team, great relationships can be made. So just keep an eye on that. Um, anybody else? Does anybody, uh, geo farming that has, uh, a question. I love the shredding ideas to do this and bring people to my property. Yeah. Um, to your property. Yeah. I mean, they will definitely come to the shredding event. They may not come into the property. Keep in mind when you do the shredding event, it's really loud. The truck is incredibly loud. Um, I have for three hours, we have about 25 to 30 people per hour show up. So they literally pop out of the house dump their stuff and take off. I'm not sure how interested they're going to be to go actually see the house. They seem to be in, you know, pretty dirty clothes and just want to dump and, and, and dump their shredding stuff and get going. But I would make it an every six month thing in your neighborhood, get known for it. Um, any other questions? Cool. All right. Um, that's it for me then. And uh, aside from geo farming, we also have online ads that we run to, to bring in online buyers, big open house uh, um, presence. Um, and there's just other things that you do. Uh, geo farming should never be your only uh, avenue. In fact, an agent should have two or three pillars. We do geo farm, we do your sphere, and we do our online leads as our three major uh, pillars for business. Okay, cool. Love it. Thanks, Dave. And, you know, I, I, if anybody here is charity driven, I, I kind of, that's my, my jam is you can, you can invite uh, nonprofits and somehow give back to them. I know somebody who does shredding who, for every pound of paper, they match canned goods for a charity. So you can start tying charities into your events and that's always going to get people to come. It, it absolutely will. And that's kind of why we chose libraries, mm -hmm. a book drive, because nobody hates libraries. Right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we see, maybe we should do like food drives and dog, you know, stuff for dog animals and, and all that's good. There's no yep. wrong place to give. Yep. Um, we kind of chose um, books because people had to get the books out of their house and, and, and it was like cleaning up their house for spring cleaning kind of stuff. So oh, yeah. like a good connection there, but give back. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the, the, what do I do? The, uh, that scholarship winner, winner, chicken dinner. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Give back to your community with the scholarship. Thousand bucks is not a lot of money. Again, the mailer costs more money to spend. Okay. I love that one. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Dave. You're welcome good guys. Stuff. Take care. Everybody have a, few, a beautiful day.
If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.